Hello and welcome to another podcast. I'm Mrs Broadrib, a teacher at Wildon School and this is for my students, students at Wildon School doing geography and anybody else out there following the AQA GCSE geography specification. Today's podcast is going to be a short one and I actually don't have much in the way of Google Slides and resources and PDFs to go with it. Instead I'm just going to put a link to the documentary on BBC iPlayer at the moment about climate change and the facts um, narrated and led by one of my absolute heroes Sir David Attenborough or Sir Dave as I like to call him. So I'm going to go through a few things specifically about how we can actually try to manage climate change. Now I'm going to stop right there because actually we're trying to and perhaps we're not doing as well as we could be doing because there are two ways to look at it and this is what you're going to have to get in your head. The first word is actually we can mitigate or mitigation. So this is actually the idea where we're going to manage it through actually like like alternative energy. We're not going to have any natural gas burning power stations. We're actually going to have more solar panels, more wind farms, for example. This is one of my all-time personal favourite solutions in geography, afforestation, planting trees. So we're going to just have a quick think about mitigation. And then there's the other way we can manage it. We can actually adapt or the keyword is adaptation. So this is where we actually are going to have changes in our lifestyle, things that you and I can do differently. So let's go back to the first one. Let's go back to how we can mitigate, how actually we can manage climate change through mitigation. So one thing we can do is this alternative energy production. We can stop the fossil fuels. We can say no to electricity coming from coal, natural gas, even oil burning power stations. And instead we can invest more in tidal energy, solar energy, wave energy. It's amazing. There's two things here. First of all, the UK during this crisis at the moment of COVID-19 and the lockdown, the UK has actually not had any coal burning power stations providing any electricity through the national grid. We're up to, I think now about 40 days of coal-free electricity, which not only is a record breaker, never happened before, but it means that less carbon dioxide is being produced. It's helped that the good weather means solar panels are working a lot harder. So that has helped to some degree, but it also shows how much money has been spent and invested. When I started teaching all those years ago, actually solar energy, wind energy was not that big a deal. It is now. We've got way more solar farms, even people. You notice it in Hedge End, where our school's based. People having them installed on their roofs. It's brilliant. And then it comes into my second point there. My bestie, Mrs Burden, her husband is actually a marine engineer and he's been responsible for developing a tidal platform using wave energy to generate electricity and he's been testing it off the coast of Scotland. Amazing. I think that man is going to be very famous one day. Okay, let's move on to some other strategies. We've got carbon capture. So this truly is the process of just that, capturing the carbon before it's released into the atmosphere, say from a fossil fuel burning power plant or from a factory releasing greenhouse gases 
and actually then storing it underground so it's not making its way out into the atmosphere. The science behind it is mind-boggling and amazing and it's pretty pricey. I don't think many companies are going to want to choose to do this but we could make it worth their while. There could maybe be tax breaks and we could see this increase in popularity. Then we've got the one I've already mentioned, afforestation, planting trees. Let's get those trees growing up, being the lungs truly of our universe, taking in the CO2 and releasing O2. Now as much as I like this, A, it does take a while for trees to grow to maturity. We don't just plant a seedling and it starts taking in carbon dioxide, we are talking years. Then we're talking space, where can we do this? Because we seem to be chopping down more quickly than we're actually planting. So though I like that idea, you've got to recognise, just like with geography and everything, there are pros and cons. On the one hand, on the other hand, there's two sides to that story. So it leaves me my final mitigation strategy of international agreements. Now, the Paris Agreement last year, signed by all the countries in the world. Amazing! You know, we're all going to agree to actually cut our carbon emissions we're all going to agree you know we made pledges this is what we're going to do to actually tackle climate change the only problem with that it's all very well to agree you know it's brilliant but since then you know president trump has made different rumblings and thinks differently other governments have come and gone different leaders we have obviously a, a different situation in brazil with the current president there who's actually sped up and enabled deforestation to happen even quicker so amazing as it was to get all countries to agree this paris agreement sadly are they all going to follow through Hmm. So then that leads me to the big other way. Let's go back to that word adaptation, adapting, changing how we live. So we could do things like we could build great big sea defences to protect us from rising sea levels. That's a big change. We could do what they do in the Netherlands. We could build our homes on stilts. So the ground floor maybe where you're sat now listening to this in your lounge in the kitchen sat at the dining room table working that ground floor could actually be nothing that could just be where you park your cars at night and the first floor this might be this is a traditional british house where your bedrooms are might actually be where the kitchen everything is and then you have a second floor and a third floor sorry i know some of you have townhouses and have extra floors already but it might become the norm that the floor at the bottom the one you normally walk in the front door just where the cars go that could actually save us from sea level rises and then things like the extreme weather and the flooding events then we've got things like actually managing the water supply. We could build more reservoirs. We could have the actual north of England to the south of England water transfer scheme. So we're actually moving things around to where things are needed as the south is going to expect to be drier and the north and the west a lot wetter because of this extreme weather we get. We can even do things like we can change our agricultural systems. Although they can be controversial, genetically modified, GM crops can actually be much more drought resistant or much more tolerant to actually surviving in kind of flooding and extreme weather events. So we can change what we grow and how we grow it. I know those of you who know me, I'm sorry to say this, but I do enjoy at the weekend a little tipple of wine and English vineyards have come on massively as things have got warmer and we're changing our practices there. Okay, I've been through quite a lot 
So I hope this is all sunk in and maybe you might want to go back, listen again and take some notes. I am going to pop a link to uh, Sir Dave's, as I like to call him, Sir David Attenborough's documentary on the BBC about the facts about climate change. Maybe if you've got some time, you can give it a watch or if you're in my class, hopefully you're doing this activity already for me this week in the work I'm setting online. Stay safe, everybody. Take care. And then I'll be back next week. Bye.